Welcome to 5-Minute Finance, a podcast that explores topics that are impacting your money. Join us as we discuss what is moving the economy, markets, stocks, and personal finance. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Before acting on any financial advice, you should consult a financial professional who can review your specific financial situation. Any opinions expressed by the hosts or guests are their own and do not reflect the opinion of LVM Capital Management. Clients or employees of LVM Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in the podcast. Welcome to 5-Minute-ish Finance with LVM. Tyler and Jordan again here with you today. On the dock, we have a recent history of rate hikes we're going to be discussing. And we'll start right there. The Over the last 20 years, roughly, we've had three different rate hike cycles. And we'll talk a little bit about what the rate hikes were, kind of what was happening in the economy, and what the stock performance was during those rate hike periods. And then Jordan's going to pull out his crystal ball and tell you exactly what's going to happen next year with the uh, pending Fed rate hikes in 2022. So first, let's take a look at the late 90s when rates were at about 5%. The Fed funds rate was at 5%. And the Federal Reserve raised rates five separate times, all 25 base points hikes, into May of 2000. So at the start of the rate hikes, GDP was growing at about 4.8%, with unemployment of about 4% and inflation at 2.2%. The S&P 500 price performance from the start of the rate hike cycle until they started cutting rates in 2001, actually was down close to 4%. And at the time of the reversal of those hikes, inflation was about 2.8%, GDP was growing about 1%, and unemployment was about 5.7%. The next rate hike period in June 2004, the federal funds rate was about 1%. And in 2004, GDP grew by 3.9%. Unemployment rate was 5.4%, and inflation was 2.7%. Rates were increased 16 separate times until June 2006. And rate hikes, the start of it really was due to there was a lot of concern of interest only loans becoming a bigger concern. And in later in you know, 2006, kind of to help cool the housing market. The stock market performance from June 2004 when they first started raising rates until June 2007 when they cut was actually the market was up 32% during that period. And at the time of those ensuing cuts in 2007, GDP was running about 2%, unemployment was 5%, and inflation was 2.8%. And then the last rate hike period starting in 2015 as kind of growth stabilized after the financial crisis. Janet Yellen began raising rates in December 2015 from 0% to half of 1%. In 2015, GDP grew by 2.3%. Unemployment was 5%, and inflation was under 1%. Rates were increased nine separate times between both Fed Chair Janet Yellen and current Chair Jerome Powell, with the last rate hike being in December 2018, which got rates up to 2.5%. And rates were then cut then in in August of 2019, as there was kind of growing concern about global growth and trade. During the hike period from 2015, December 2015 to June 2019, the stock market was actually up 44%. So two of the last three periods of rate hikes, you had decent stock market performance. One, you actually had the negative stock market performance in, in the late 90s and early 2000s. 
a lot of that could be attributed to the, uh, the tech bubble. So that's kind of a little bit of the history. Now, when we look at 2022, expectations are Jordan for the Fed to raise three different times, yep. which would put the Fed funds rate at three quarters of a percent thereabouts. Yep. And the other thing that they're also looking at doing is reducing the size of their asset purchases in, in 2022. But just as kind of a good comparison in terms of where the economy is and where rates are versus the other periods that we kind of mentioned, right now we have GDP growing uh, expected to be about 6.5% real growth for the economy in 2021. Unemployment rate today is about 4.2% and inflation throughout the year kind of running closer to 6%. So with that, that kind of gives a nice little comparison between those three different periods. But Jordan, what are some of the expectations or some of the reasonings behind Federal Reserve kind of taking the foot off the gas in 2022? Yeah, uh, we've talked about this before. The Fed has two policy mandates, stable prices and full employment. And I think we're getting towards or closer to the full employment. And obviously, inflation has been running hotter, as we've talked about in several of our last podcasts. And when we talk about the Fed funds rate are raising interest rates, it's really the price of money. So, you know, a lot of rates are based off the short-term Fed funds rate. So if you go to take a car loan, get a mortgage, student loan, it's tied to these these shorter-term rates. What's unique about this rate cycle is that we have a much larger balance sheet. The Federal Reserve has a much larger balance sheet than they did in the previous rate hiking cycles. So, you might have heard this word tapering before, where the Fed is going to be buying less assets than they have in in previous months. Yeah, so uh, maybe touch on that too. What is the current Federal Reserve balance sheet compared to maybe before we raised rates back in twenty eighteen or nineteen? Yeah, so I mean the the balance sheet was relatively non existent prior to two thousand eight. The Fed stepped in in a big way to help stabilize, as you were talking about the the mortgage debacle that came about in two thousand eight two thousand nine. And they've been buying treasury and mortgage-backed securities to help lower interest rates on top of cutting the federal funds rate. So now we're going into a cycle where you have you know, the Federal Reserve potentially increasing short-term interest rates while they are also reducing the size of the balance sheet. And this kind of will be the first time they've done this in, in concert with each other, which would be unique. So size of the balance sheet right now is? Between eight and nine trillion, I believe. Okay. And then in, in uh, 2019, I guess, before they raised rates again, th- or cut, excuse me, cut rates again, what yeah, was it? Yeah, I think it was closer to four or four and a half trillion, if I'm not mistaken. And they started to reduce the size of the balance sheet through a different mechanism than they're doing now. But it went from four and a half to, we'll call it four trillion. You know, we're about double that now. Right. And most of that coming from the stimulus Correct. necessary f- for the you know coronavirus pandemic. Yep, you had the different CARES Act, so the Treasury is issuing debt. Federal Reserve is buying that to help in an indirect way pass some of this legislation or stimulus. That is now not on the table anymore, and so we're going the opposite way. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. As Tyler was saying, it's not always bad, right? The market has performed well as the Federal Reserve has been hiking interest rates. They typically hike interest rates because the economy is doing well, not because things are going the other way. Exactly. And we have 6.5% GDP growth so far this year. Expectations are for continued growth next year as well. So kind of makes sense. Fed doesn't necessarily need to be a driving force for the economy right now because it's, you know, well sustained. Correct. Correct. All right. So that is our uh, rate hike history over the last 20 years or so. We'll see kind of how it all plays out next year. As a reference point, the, you know, the 10-year treasury is always a one that kind of tracks along with us as well. So the, the 10-year treasury, I think today, Jordan? 
three, eight, 1.4. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we'll see kind of how that plays out over the next year as well. But it was actually interesting to see when the federal reserve actually announced some of this maybe speeding up in higher rate hikes next year. Then your treasury is actually down it's from that down. announcement. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of counterintuitive to what you would think. I, there's a lot of other uh, driving factors that can influence interest rates. Uh, they're typically track closely what long-term growth projections are going to be. But yeah, that very, very counterintuitive to what you would think if the Fed is buying less, all its equal rates would increase. All right. We'll wrap it up there. Everybody have a safe holiday season. And we'll probably see you back in early 2022 with uh, Jordan's 10 predictions for Bitcoin. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Again, if you have questions, podcast at lvmcapital.com. 